This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm a guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of Morning, Doc. How are you doing? Hey, Gordon. I'm fine. How are you? Right. I'm really excited about uh, the activities lined up for, for the next couple of days because we're now plugging into your Marketer of the Year Awards, which is really exciting for all of us. Yeah, it is great. And just, I mean, for the listeners who may have missed that a while ago, uh, you know, I'm privileged to be judging uh, two categories, one of which is the Marketer of the Year category and in the Marketing Awards. So if you want to go and reference that, if you're out there and you want to look at and see what I'm talking about, it's uh, www.marketingawards.co.za. You can see all the categories and uh, the people nominated. And today we have, you know, we've got all our finalists agreeing to come onto the show over the next few weeks. So it's great. And today we've got our first finalist. So, you know, big welcome to Heidi Brow from uh, Hollard. Heidi, how's it going? Good, thank you. Nice to talk to the two of you. Yeah, and I mean, first up, I mean, big, you know, well done, obviously, you know, to get into the finalists. So that's fantastic. Um, from a personal point of view, and secondly, on the brand, you know, um, I know that the Hollard brand has got a smaller budget than, say, some of your direct competitors, and well done, you know, for breaking into the uh, brands you can't are, you know, top 30 most valuable brands in South Africa last year, so that's a fantastic achievement. Thanks, yeah, it was, it was really a, a moment of sunshine in, in what was a heck of a bleak year, and being recognized in, in this market of the year finalist um, thing is is really something. Appreciation is everything. I was saying to somebody last week that um, neuroscience says we need five times more appreciation and criticism. And there's so much criticism out there, especially through social media, just just in our milieu all the time, that some appreciation is just wonderful. So, Well, I'm, I'm not too clued up on neuroscience, but uh, I think my wife might have written that particular chapter <laughs> on needing more uh, five points of praise on a daily basis. So, uh, Heidi, yeah, congratulations. It, it's, really, uh, it's really great to have you on the show in this uh, sort of context. Um, 
the last time I think you and I got together, we were rocking at Opi Kopi. So, Doc, she's not all brains. She's a good jawler as well. I can, I can attest to that. Eh? Well, I mean, that's part of what we're looking for, Gordon. You know, we're looking for that all-round marketer, you know, a person who's obviously got the marketing science and ability to deliver, but also a person. And I know, you know, Hayden, we'll chat a little bit about your personal approach to marketing, uh, you know, how you've groomed and grow and continue to grow teams. And, and part of that, Gordon, is fun and, and, and you know, the hollowed culture. So we, we must chat a little bit about that. You know, I'm always interested in, in how you bring, you know, bring the marketing alive. It's not just the billboard that I see on the highway or the TV ad or piece of digital that could serve to me yeah that serves as a um a really positive kind of message to me i mean you know in my area of era of advertising you know it was about you know i kept perhaps too touchy-feely but i mean i think the numbers seem to have over overtaken so much of the magic that it's it's good to see that point of emphasis being there but i'm the i'm the media passenger on the marketing <laughs> train uh, this week so every now and again i'll pull the, the, the train whistle and and signal my intention to bring media back to the to the marketing table yeah so i mean gordon just i mean Heidi, first up but let's just chat a little bit about you know the culture at Hollard, what are you achieving, what are you trying to achieve, and where you are on the journey and how you bring the marketing alive, uh, both internally as, as well as obviously the bits that we see in, in the public. So, you know, I was attracted to Hollard um, because of its culture and because of a, a certain something that, that made it special. Um, when I met our chairman um, and... and um, uh, the grandson of our founder, original founder, A.D. Enthoven, for the first time, I, I was honest. I said I didn't ever have a burning, yearning desire to be in insurance, but um, a desire to work with Hollard, absolutely, and with this um, family and, the, and the, um, the essence that they bring to everything that they do. And that's the truth, you know. And sometimes people think I brought the fun and the quirk to Hollard because I was at Kalula, and I didn't. It was there, and that's also what attracted me. And, and I'm going to come back to that in, in one of your later questions if we get there. But um, the, 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 the essence of, of um, what Hollard is and, and the family that owns it shines through in everything. And that gives me such a beautiful foundation on which to grow the brand both internally and externally. I mean, I, I did an orientation. We, do a, we call it Nothing Rhymes with Purple because nothing rhymes with purple. And I'll let you two guys give it a try. Turtle does not rhyme with purple, just to be absolutely clear. Um, we, we call our onboarding Nothing Rhymes with Purple because we just need people to understand that actually this is a really special place and, and it isn't like anything else. And in this current lockdown, we have to do it virtually. And we've translated our, um, our uh, live um, Nothing Rounds with Purple to an online. And part of what I do is I take them on a tour of our campus and explain um, just the, the things you'll see and things you'll experience when you get there. We've got people working seven, uh, seven months or so, and they've never been to our campus, which is our mm. heart and soul. Mm. And um, one of the things I show is uh, the foosball tables and the climbing wall and the table tennis tables and all that stuff. We had that stuff before the ad, ad agencies and actually Google, which is the, yeah. the be all and end all of cool places to work, before they had it. Yeah. It was when, when Hollard built the campus uh, more than a dozen years ago, it was there. And having that substrate to work on is just a gift. So, you know, the purpose is built into everything. It wasn't like, let's try to be purpose-led. Hollard is purpose-led. It wasn't so, so, excuse me, having all of that to work with is just honestly 
a gift and a dream come true. And it means not having to be, you know, my husband taught me this, the definition of integrity um, loosely um, stolen from um, from someone far wiser than he or I is um, that what you think, what you say, and what you do is all in sync. And if you're working with that, then then really it all just flows. And and that's what I get to do every day is I get to communicate a brand that is completely in integrity, and that's just special. And you know, talking about thinking and saying. Um, one of the key positioning statements is uh, a better future starts with hello. Um, tell us uh, how you arrived at that property. And just, you know, I think that that might unlock a lot of the kind of uh, the human aspect of the brand behind the communication. You know, it's unreal. It's like as if you were looking at my cake book, um, uh, our brand story. And I'm, for those of you that, that are listening and you definitely can't see me, I'm showing the guys the hello brand cake book. We talk about one of our essences of our cake, of our brand, is being most human. And of course, we don't say that in our communication. But the fact that you express that from what we, from what we, um, how we express our brand really means everything to me. So um, a better future, future starts with hello. Our brand purpose is to enable more people to create and secure a better future. And actually, we built that um, as, a, as an expert team, as uh, um, an evolution of our of our vision and mission um, at the same time as we were building our communication strategy for the brand and they just collided in this beautiful um, true honest serendipitous thing and we communicated um, how we do that for a couple of years that Hollard believes in better futures creating better futures and then I knew well he's not so new anymore our new CEO Saxon Tumbella said um, when he took over three years ago, that for him, inclusivity is everything. And we need to make sure that we are um, bringing that to life, what it means to be included and a, a good place, a place that everybody belongs, both inside and outside. And um, we took that to, to our agency and, and we, we got on the, the idea. And actually, this is a, a really challenging story because we were at the time um, not with um, our lead agency, who presently is Fairmail YNR, um, but with uh, MNC Saatchi Abel, uh, who through some conflict um, issues with another brand had to resign our account. So we started this campaign with one agency and completed it with another, which is a story for a book. But <laughs> we, we said, what, 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 is the, what is one big issue facing South Africa these days with um, so much diversity that we have? And it's that we look at each other and we see our differentness. Um, we see what makes us different. And actually, in, on a lot of levels, it frightens us. It makes us unavailable to one another to build a country that we all need. And really, we, we translated that into something that says, uh, my better future is connected to your better future, and it starts with hello. And that's how the campaign was born. We, we grew a campaign. We didn't have a lot of money. Um, and so on the 11th of every month was hello day because the two L's uh, in hello look like an 11. So that was good. And on the 11th of every day was Hello Day. And we said, how do we help you see each other, South Africans? Say hello and realize that together we actually can create a better future. And that's the story. Now, you know, a lot of South African cropped up there a lot, you know, because uh, my advice to, to you, Doc, is don't try this campaign in England. Now, I went on a walking tour of Cornwall about two years ago. And in my normal enthusiastic South African way, I was saying hello to everybody. 
and they look at you there. It's like being on the tube and saying hello to the person next to you. They don't <laughs> like it when you say hello. So you have definitely tapped into some unique South African kind of uh, greeting culture, Heidi. Doc, you've, you've got like 20 questions <laughs> here, and our media is like 21, but so got, I need to, you to move <laughs> on. But, but Gordon, I've got the easy questions. You know, your, your questions, geez, I'd go and read up on, on, on even what your questions meant, never mind what the possible answer could be. Um, Heidi, I, I think, Gordon, just before I, make, before I finish that point, it's what we spoke about a few weeks ago in terms of, of seeing similarities. Not, uh, Heidi, sometimes non-obvious similarities, I guess, as South Africans, you know, on, on a superficial level, you can see race, you can, you can see gender, and, and maybe to, to a degree, depending on which industry, you can see the kind of job a person works in. It's either a person with a jacket or a tie or a suit or somebody with an overall. But, I mean, we don't scratch the surface, and your point is, you know, and we made the point about... Um, diversity uh, in terms of finding those non-obvious similarities, which may be uh, certainly a level or two down. Hey, just, uh, just for our listeners out there, one or two more salient campaigns you worked on. Let's just talk a little bit about the Insta Story books um, and, and your Daredevil run, if you, if you don't mind just mm. taking us through that. Yes, absolutely. So um, I don't know which to do first because they both have such a beautiful place in my heart. So Daredevil run. Uh, which we um, are about to announce that we have to put on hold for a little bit this this year whilst we um, get our corona under control. Daredevil Run was born in one of our, um, um, at the time, sister company Zitana Insurance, which is now back um, in the Hollard fold. Um, and it was created literally out of a dare. Somebody said to somebody, this is a loose translation, I wasn't in the room, um, if you run through peak hour traffic in the speedo, I'll donate money to charity. And... A dozen years later, uh, we have 5,000 men running in, men and boys running through peak hour traffic in purple speedos. And we raise awareness for testicular and uh, prostate cancer because the male cancers do not get the attention, the level of attention and education that uh, educational awareness that the female cancers get. Um, and so in our human quirky way, we, we bring something that is just not talked about, especially amongst black men where it's uh, prostate cancer is particularly prevalent. Um, and we get people to do in a, in a fun, take yourself um, seriously, not what you do seriously, which is our, one of our mantras. Um, and that running around and, and talking about what you just did, which is just such an act of bravery. We say, um, if you think running 5Ks in, in a Speedo uh, in public is, is brave, imagine dealing with cancer. And so in, in our unique brand way, we just, we just raise awareness and funds actually for Cancer Association and the Prostate Cancer Foundation. And, um, you know, even that we've worked hard to be more inclusive. It used to be really white guys only. Uh, we've worked very hard to communicate in vernacular. That's a challenging uh, subject matter to, to um, find a way to communicate in um, African languages, but we've done it. And our run is more inclusive than we could ever have wished for. So that's extremely, extremely special. Um, this year we'll remind people, because actually it was World Cancer Day um, the other day, so we, we've got a little campaign to remind people that even in corona, you still need to check yourself, because this ties also with our purpose. Create better futures. Check yourself. Sort out your future. Um, and then we'll do the run later in the year again. Um, Insta Storybooks uh, was something uh, where we use social media for social good. 
Um, the the um, President Ramaphosa had said in his State of the Nation address that uh, a huge proportion, I don't remember numbers like what he does, but um, a huge proportion of children um, cannot read for meaning um, in South Africa. Now, how do you create a future or a life if you cannot read for meaning? And our team at VML um, and my team um, uh, in, in Hollard, uh, put their heads together and came up with this idea of what if we create um, storybooks that are available on Instagram, little mini stories. And we invited South African, both writers, illustrators, and people who just had a book in them. And I mean a little mini book mm. that we made available. We curated the content. We made them available on Instagram, downloadable, free. And we, um, so that you could print them on one A4 page, fold them up, and anybody, anybody could have a book. So to book, use Instagram for good, social media for social good, and give reading material to South Africans who don't have it. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yeah, I think, you know, that that's a really intriguing exercise. Um, and to my mind... Because my experience of, of the Holland campaign is it, it's kind of seamless. So I'm not conscious of a shift from strategy to, to tactical expression. So go for a walk on Bramfontein Sprat and the walk is, you know, is, is sponsored by Holland. It, it just seems to be seamless. So, Heidi, when, you, when you're planning, how do you sort of say, okay, here's the strategic angle. And do you tag the tactical on or do they just become one milieu which you, you conceptualize you know, at, the same, at the same point in time? So um, it's such a great question because it's about, I say all the time that you've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Um, and that's your strategic intent, right? And in this beautiful cake book that nobody can see, but I promise it's in my hand, is our, is our brand strategy. It's our, it's our brand purpose. It's our brand main thing, really. And you don't change that like every five minutes just because you're bored with it. I'll give you a little anecdote in a second. Um, so you, you keep that as your substance, right? For a period. It's not like um, your brand values change. I remember being at a company once that will go nameless where after a year of working on brand values and having that formula with all the little bits and pieces um, and getting the research back, the Exco team said, okay, great. Well, we scored well on that. Shall we change what, what our value is going to be for next year? Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, oh, well, on, Oaks, it's like the Ten Commandments. You don't suddenly have like new ones. You've got these ones right. <laughs> and that's your brand essence and your brand strategy and your brand purpose. You just, like, you, it is you. It's, it's you. It's who you are. And you stick at it. And you check constantly that you are in integrity, that you are being consistent. And then the tactical things just fall into place because you know what the main thing is. You, you know who you be and who you are and what you can and can't do. I suppose, um, you know, I, I talk about it takes a village to raise a, a brand like a child. Um, but your brand is like your child and you've got to know your child so well um, that you know what it can and can't do, what it does fit with, what it doesn't fit with, where where it can play. If it if it's good at tennis or it's rather good at um, art and creative writing, and don't force it into places it can't go. Then you'll know which tactical stuff does fit and doesn't fit. So I think I hope that's answering the question. Is that 
strategy is a, a, a slow burn. It's a it's your longer thing. It's something that you that you keep at, that you don't keep looking over your shoulder to see what your competitors are doing. And that's important for consumers as well, because they also want consistency. Well, and just the little anecdote yep. that, I, that I promised, um, and we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we could spend six hours because I can hack the hind leg off a donkey. <laughs> but um, you know, it's like it's like in my first marketing job in 1912, I worked at a pharmaceutical company, and we used to send the reps out with detail aids. Um, when they used to go on like a six-week cycle to the doctors, um, and they were advertising, marketing a, an antibiotic at the time called Dallas and C. I mean, it was boring as hell, but we'd give them this detail aid with this new sexy tactical campaign. After six weeks of seeing eight to ten doctors a day in the Bosfeld or wherever they were, they'd come back, throw that thing at you, and say, "Enough! Give me something else." But in truth, they might have seen it nine hundred times over the six weeks. Doc had seen it once, and maybe one ad in whatever journal he read or she read. And so we've got to be careful that we don't get tired of um, our strategy and think we need to change it when our consumers might have only seen it once and execution against it. Absolutely, Hedy, and I can't agree more with you. And I've seen, you know, I've, I've, through my career as well, worked in, in winning teams and in teams that perhaps were not that stellar. And and it's amazing in teams that, that perhaps are chasing the game. You spend more time chopping and changing, focusing on what the opposition's doing as opposed to staying true to your purpose and focusing on what the customer really needs and wants at that time. So, you know, I can certainly vouch for that. Uh, and it's, you know, it's far better for me to, to work with and, and to, to work with a team that wants to stay true. And it's great that you guys have found and carved out that place of truth for you. And as you say, you know, that's your North Star and you stay true to that. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things for me which resonates in that discussion is the degree to which we've allowed procurement to treat advertising and the communication relationship as if it was a transaction like buying a car tire. So, you know, you can't have that depth of empathy and that depth of understanding and that desire to do what we did last year, but better, newer, fresher, when, you know, you're changing agencies every three years. It takes you three years to understand a brand, let alone come up with great, uh, you know, sort of great creative work. But, and to that point, um, Hedy, one of the, the most significant documents that I've referenced in the last week or two has come out of the World Federation of Advertisers, which is called Project Spring. Um, and it is a, a revisiting of the reality that procurement and marketing has to work hand in hand. It's not just what they call a cost out benefit. It's got to be a value in. So, for instance, we know that during lockdown, um, trust has become a critical issue for, for most brands, and I would guess in the case of Hollard or in the insurance sector generally even more so, what kind of premium, you know, faced with procurement at the one hand wanting a discount, um, what kind of premium would you place for on putting your brand and your communication in a positively framed trusted environment? You know, it's such a, it's a, it shouldn't be such a unhavakled issue, really, it shouldn't, because um, there's so many ways to so many little inputs into that into this topic, and you know one put one input is that um, back to takes a village to raise a brand, right? And and procurement actually should be part of your village. The problem is procurement can't be experts at everything. They're not IT experts and marketing experts and catering and and 
uh, uh, hospitality experts. So when they came come along, they apply their their instrument, which now is a bit blunt next to your needs, to it to your your thing, to your problem. Um, so I think maybe the first point I'd make is that you have to teach them about your world. I mean, I, right now we've got a, a finance guy who has got a marketing degree. It's like a dream come true <laughs> because his interest in our in our context and what makes us um, our world work is is there. His understanding is there, and it just makes dealing with finance like honestly next level. Um, yeah, I also believe in learning to speak other people's languages um, because, you know, we, we make it, it's about them understanding us. We need to understand them as well. And it's really about adult-adult communication as well. The minute you're going bloody procurement, believe me, they're going bloody marketing and you're on a hiding to nothing. So I really believe in mature adult-adult um, um, dialogue, no matter with whom, with my agency that I want to kill this week uh, or they want to kill me maybe uh, procurement, finance, whoever it is. You have to learn, you have to find a common language that you both understand. You have to speak to one another like adults already. That's two things. The third thing is that, you know, um, the, the, it, price is never a thing on its own. And I'm harking back now, I suppose, to my market research days where um, in in the um, an analytical work we used to, be, to, to do about what key drivers of consumer choice are. And we used to do um, uh, regressions and, and um, uh, to work out which multifactorial analyses. Am I impressing you yet? Please say yes. It sounds, no, geez, no, not at all. No. Yeah. We really? love that. Yeah, Doc was explaining to me okay. last week. <laughs> I just talk about the massaging the numbers, and he called it two, two-handed regression. So, uh, Doc, no, no, listen, eyes are, are exactly, live here. Yeah. Hey, do you uh, know that? I, I mean, when the data, you know, <laughs> when the data doesn't really suit us, it doesn't really say what we wanted to say. You know, Sailor Gordon, we take this imaginary two hands and we push all the stuff together and we call it the two-handed regression and now it sits in the nice... Ah, in <laughs> also known as media planning, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we used, to say we'll, we used to say we torture it until it confesses. Exactly right. Um, <laughs> we'll tell you the answer. <laughs> just <laughs> yuck, yuck, you oh, must admit it. But really, we used to do this and, and I never in one piece of, of um, research found price as um, a driver. There's always a balance between price, quality, and value. Example, is Mercedes expensive? Yes, well, that's the price. Is the value high? Yes, is the quality high? Right, so you balance. And we have to teach um, the people who are on our team, and procurement should be on our team, that there's more to things than price. We have to explain to them um, how creativity works, that it's a process. I mean, it is nearly as demanding a relationship as a marriage. Um, and Gordon's seen my beloved husband tolerate Opikopi, so he knows, uh, you know, well, we've seen it. We've just had our 30th anniversary. But, but it really is, a creative relationship is fraught. And we have, to, we have to explain that and teach procurement that. I think it's possible. On price, though, there is also, there is also, they're, they're frameworks, right? So um, too expensive and too cheap are also not okay. So there's a band and there's a set of, of, of ingredients that will help us make the best choice with procurement for our, um, for our needs. But I'm not going to give procurement a list of who I might be interested in until I've had a coffee date with them and seen if there's chemistry for this creative marriage because otherwise we're going to be sunk. So those are a bunch of bunch of thoughts on that. 
Thanks, Hattie. And I think, you know, I mean, one of the big takeouts, and, and again, you know, some people would say, but it's obvious. But if it was that obvious, well, why don't we do it better? Is adult communication, you know, is having those open channels of communication. But sometimes, you know, I, I don't know, sometimes it's it's out of the, you know, the mouth of kids type thing, you know, at three and four, you have an understood consequence. So you tend to tell the truth or your version of the truth. Whereas as adults, you know, sometimes we, 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 we uh, you know, we, we change things to suit our narrative. As we move towards the end, Hedy, and, and the time's flowing, I'm going to leave Gordon to close with just um, the last question from my side. Just one or two or three points, practical points that you believe people can, who are listening can apply uh, into their marketing for 2021 and beyond. Um, a few practical points. So it would, it would be remiss if I didn't say that you have to keep the main thing the main thing, that you have to remember what your strategy is, remember where your ship is sailing to, stay on course and, and just keep your focus, stop looking behind you because it's really um, now when everybody's talking about who's pivoting where, pivot, I said it, um, who's pivoting and who, what's the new normal, all that crap. You've got to be very Gordon and I have banned ourselves yeah, from no, all pivot. those cliches. We yes. hate them, okay? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> we'll allow our guests, I, I say, but one only. I say, yeah, just, I say them just to say to people, don't bloody say them yeah, because yeah. they're so limited. Um, <laughs> Your consumers want consistency, right? They, they want to know that they um, that you still are who you said you were, um, that you will always be there, um, and you must think FTCPOV from the customer's point of view. The other thing is, um, uh, Gidon Novik, when I was at Kulula, used to say to me, um, you know, you repeat yourself quite a lot, but, but I know why, because when the rest of us walk out the meeting, we're all thinking about other things. And when we come back the next time, we've really forgotten what you said the last time. So I get why you repeat. And, and, I, and I do. And I don't mind. I don't get sick of my own spiel. Repeat, 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 repeat. And then when you think someone might not remember, repeat again. Repeating also helps you remember or check that, what, that you're on. You know what I mean? That it makes sense. Um, and I suppose the last thing which ties into takes a village to raise a brand is that is WIGSOP, I like myself an acronym. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Um, don't split yourself up. Um, my, my worst split is digital versus non-digital or analog or whatever. Great. Consumers are whole 360 people and they are not segmenting their feelings towards your brand depending on whether you advertise digitally or analogally. So so make it make be joined up. I, I well celebratory note on that last one because I mean that is the the new frontier and just quick to loop back uh, you know your your discussion around procurement for me is absolutely right where we get in front of procurement people and explain to them what it is that we're actually buying that I've discovered that buying media and procurement objectives are not mutually exclusive they are extraordinarily compatible particularly when you move into the attribution space but Heidi that's uh, all we got for the day unfortunately I'd love to to chat longer um, congratulations once again on being a marketer of the year finalist uh, Doc has taken me through the process and uh, it's been pretty hard work to get already where you you've got to so mm -hmm. good luck in in the final uh, judging process and congratulations outstanding achievement and uh, Look forward Thank to uh, seeing you at Opi Copy once again when they uh, when they open it open it up for us. Uh, there's an age limit, Doc. Uh, you might be a bit young for our party. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Love to talk to you. Always happy Take to care. chat again. Thanks, Adi. Talk later. Bye. Bye now. 
And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Matthias. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.